is film like milk. Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me, not in a coffin, is my friend, David William Rogers. Hello. What is happening? How what is doing? happening? You tell me what's happening. Why is there a strange man at this funeral, and what does he have on you? He's got some pictures of me. Doing what now? Doing some dirty talks. <laughs> uh, David, what is the film we are doing today? The film we are doing is Death at a Funeral 2007. Director is Frank Oz. Little tidbit, he is the voice of Yoda. Oh, <laughs> spicy. Yoda Baby voice. Yoda or he real Yoda? Just regular Yoda. Not Baby like- Yoda is not actual Yoda. Okay, I we haven't can, seen the series, so yeah, I don't know. Discuss, okay. or I just ruined it for you. I don't care. Writer Dean Craig, and it has got a cast: Matthew McFadden, mm-hmm. uh, Succession, from Succession, hilarious. Peter Dinklage, who we all love. If you don't know who that is, you should. What was he in again? Is it Harry um, Potter? Just kidding. Harry Potter. And <laughs> was the he White really Walkers. in Harry Potter? No, uh, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> uh, Ewan Bremmer. That's a hate crime. Gailey Hawes, Andy Nyman. Um, Alan, is it Tudic? I think it's Tudic. He was in <laughs> Two Dicks, not Two Chains. <laughs> he, he was in Dodgeball as the pirate. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. He's in a lot of things. Fantastic. Probably one of, for him. honestly, like low key, one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Peter Vaughn is Uncle Alfie. He was also in Game of Thrones yes. with Peter Dinklage. So a lot of people from 07, this movie was also remade in like 20. 10, yeah, 20, and Peter Dinklage was also in also that one. In that same role. I haven't seen it. Have you seen the uh, American version? Yeah, it's hilarious. I was crying, laughing. Okay. It was like late night. I had been drinking. A okay. friend of mine came over, watched it, and we could not stop. So, but you saw the up. British version first. No, this is the oh, first time I saw the British version. Okay, interesting. Because when I saw the British version, the 2007 version that we're discussing today, I also cried with laughter. And I have very fond memories of this being. Hilarious. And yes. now I need to go see the American one and I wonder if I'll know like all the jokes and that already. Was on Netflix. Oh, that's good. And it's a picture of Peter Dinklage, eyes all red, like he had been all drugged. And I got a little upset today because it popped up when I pulled up Netflix and I was like, wait, I just paid for this. Clicked it and I was like, oh, yeah, it's a different right. one. He's in the, I wonder the, if he had to like relearn his lines or if the script was like really different or if he was like, getting confused on like which version was which when he was doing it because he only did it a couple years apart yeah i mean you could pretty much watch the 07 version just his scene Mm -hmm. uh when he's asking for money and then go to netflix look at it i I might do that tonight if i'm bored yeah just to see how it compares but that's fun i definitely gotta watch it and my plan was to watch it before we did this podcast but i am very time poor at the moment so i did not I think all of us are time poor. Everyone at this table yes. is a little time I know. We're not alone. Uh, well, we are together, which is great. The mm-hmm. energy is already a, a thousand times better. Um, but we do have a guest sitting to my left. I want to welcome everyone to meeting my friend, Killian. Hello, Killian. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. You seem very quiet on the podcast. I'll get you to talk a little louder if that's okay. Um, yeah, I'm great. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's picking it up now. The luck of the Irish. Killian, who are you? What do you what do you do? What are you doing here? Uh my name is Killian, like you said. I um I'm an actor. I am from Ireland. That's about all I'm willing to give you right now. 
Oh, mysterious. <laughs> very mysterious. That is yes. a place that um, exists and is very real. Killian O'Sullivan, give us a little taste. I know you're being all mysterious, but what are some of your acting credits? Because we were connected by someone in this business who connects everybody. And then we got together and had a good laugh, good chat, and... We were just talking about some of the shit you've worked on. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so I'm dropping a resume. You got to do it. You got to tell people who okay. you is. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, did a, a show on Netflix um, recently enough. That's out. Uh, job coming out uh, next year, maybe February. The TX got pushed a little bit. Um, so, yeah, you know, work sometimes and uh, most of the time I don't. But that's just uh, the nature of the biz, I guess. <laughs> You're being very modest. So the, yeah. bill, the show you were on... Netflix, I can't speak. The show you were in on Netflix is called In From The Cult, right? That's correct. Cool. And then... I had seen that before I met you. That's so, embarrassing. You were uh, like, oh, I love him. No, no. But well, he was When cool. I met you, it was a little bit like that, actually. <laughs> no, he was for, like... I felt uncomfortable. Wait, for yeah. you to me or yeah. me? Yeah. from you to me. Oh, he was like, oh, like, this right, guy's a fan. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> intense. I remember it differently. Okay. Well, like, I was just surprised that, that, you know, that I was bumping into somebody that had that actually seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Because yeah. you were like, like nobody's hey, seen this show. Obviously, they pushed it to me on my netflix account right yeah so it was it was in my my realm in my alley and I, yeah i thought you did great i told you that i appreciate and, that uh yeah you also did vikings right i've got your imdb open now because yeah. you were being coy great show you've got you were in maze yes mm-hmm. the blacklist is that what it's called yeah the blacklist that's, that's true uh chicago pd uh-huh. fbi most wanted <laughs> mm-hmm. This is, this is correct. What else? Did you actually expect me to sit yes. here and list out? I just wanted you to I've be done. like, hey, did I've done. Do that? Yeah, p- people with way less credits than you are like, I did this and this. And oh we're like, okay, spinning. God. I feel like the meal. biggest wanker that ever lived if I did that. You were so, in, okay, let me, let me just. <laughs> you were in Bull? Right. So I was in, in From the Cold on Netflix. I played a character called Chauncey. Yes, I was in Bull. That was my first um, US network show, actually. Oh my Bull. God. Um, what a great show. Hmm. What a talent. Hmm. Was it a great experience? Who's who's what is that? You oh, being me. bull. Oh, what an amazing. I appreciate uh... that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those were those were all great jobs. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, there you go. There's the resume. You were in six degrees. You were in six degrees for three years. Mm-hmm. Twenty twelve to twenty fifteen. That's yes, ma'am. You just is was that in Ireland? That was in Ireland. Yes, you I just show up the same six. day. It was a college student based show about six college students and you played a college student you get it oh Oh, six degrees like they were going for six different yeah i played uh an in the closet um jock so he was like to the world he was the ladies man and the the guy that was you know the the most popular guy in school but he was actually you know was that a stretch for you was Was that a stretch i mean you know i took that a little bit different when you opened that up like he was he didn't want to tell people he was into sports in the the closet closet like he was the secret job he's like dude he's in the computer science program yeah football no there was other someone throws him a basketball he catches it really good he's like oh shit i don't know what that was basketball definitely not basketball i I'd say there's about four Irish people have ever even seen basketball. 
was. He was. <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah, he was gay, and it was it was a great part to get because uh, you know Ireland and Belfast at that time, like they hadn't really done a TV show or anything hmm. like that to tackle anything along those lines. So that was a lot of a lot of fun. David and I always have this conversation about casting gay actors in gay roles or like straight actors in straight roles. Because haven't you had this discussion in your acting class before? Yeah, one of them that. Uh, I mean, this is one person's sure. take of it, but it was like, yeah, if anybody in here like takes a gay role, like I'll like, we'll be upset. Bash basically. your head in. Yeah. It's like, face. Well, no. And for Kellen to take that role, especially you're saying that there hadn't been any portrayals in mm-hmm. Belfast, in Ireland like that, any, any shows that actually did a service to that community mm-hmm. for you to portray that person. Now, as, a, as an actor, too, you want to do that person justice, that character justice, of right? Of course, yeah. And make sure you're getting everything across that somebody that was in that situation, a jock that's in the closet, coming out. But as long as you did that person justice as an actor, like, I don't see any issue with it. But, yeah, I have been told, you know, by someone from that community that uh, like me as an actor shouldn't accept that role because there's actors from that walk of life. But if I'm better than, you know, 20 other guys and I can do this person's story better and portray it better and it reads better on camera, then why wouldn't that director, producer, whoever pick me? What year does it say that that's It says that you did it in... Oh God, where's it gone? Uh, 2012 to 2015. 2012. I feel like 2012, even like, you know, which is just 10 years ago, like so much has changed for, mm-hmm. for the gay community in the mm-hmm, last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like even down to just the, the level of acceptance uh, yeah. of someone who's gay in, yeah. in even with acting, right? Yeah. And the thing about that character was, is that he was supposed to come across like a, you know, not the kind of the perception that maybe some people at the time would have had of like how a gay man would behave. Mm-hmm. Um, he was meant to kind of come across as as how people would perceive someone to be straight, right? Mm-hmm. So like and, more of a macho guy kind well, of? Yeah, and he was very like that. And he was always getting into fights and um, stuff like that. And that was a big reason as to why like, I think maybe they were looking for what I was bringing to the table for the character. But, you know, I would bet that there wasn't even that many gay actors at the time that were in contention but i would i would agree that if there is a gay role like you know it probably should be given to a gay actor to play you know mm. if, if they're there and if, if they you can. were financing it directing it producing it and yeah. you saw 50 actors that were gay one straight actor comes in blows it out of the water would you right. pick one of the well you know that would just become a uh, <laughs> <laughs> that become quite the conversation. Well, what but I'm saying, question. like, you didn't know, maybe, maybe you cast that person and then you found out they were straight. Yeah, I just, I think that it would become a super political thing if that happened, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would nearly, but that's casting, right? The, we we all hear about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about it as well in the trans community and like saying that trans, you know, like uh, with transparent, we always bring up, you know, and and he, what Jeffrey Tambor won the award, and he was like, I hope that. I, that moving forward that we don't have people like me playing this role because there are people in the community that deserve to actually represent, you know. It just gets kind of gray for me because him as a, as a great actor, if he is telling that person's story, 
and getting it across to everybody where they feel it and they are accepting of that person and they can feel that person struggle, their highs, their lows, and invoke something in that in the audience. I get it. I get it. You guys then, are actors and you're like, that's what I'm kind of getting at. So, Well, even if I was in a, like your producer, like even if you were sitting in on those castings and someone made you cry or laugh and got angry. I, I personally you- think we're at a point now where like if there was a trans character in a film, we couldn't cast someone cis. I think I think we're going away from that. I yeah. think we were. And now like Scarlett Johansson kind of got thrown under the bus. She got for roasted. That. Yeah, she? but I think we're going I think we're we went so far one way, and I think in the political realm too, and we're starting to come back a little bit on both sides because well, people are like, "Well, it's kind of getting ridiculous." We'll see. You know, I think we will see too, but I, I, I feel like because everybody is, or a lot of people are, are supporters of that community, and mm-hmm. hopefully they don't feel like, you know, they're still being disparaged. Or I, I think we're, <laughs> I think the politics. Politics in America right now. I think I don't. I'm hopeful that you're right, yeah. but I still well, think it's, we are. It's, it's tough to sell, right? Because in general, I agree with you that like you know the best actor is who should get the job, right? 100. Mm-hmm. percent But then you're also dealing with the whole concept of a certain community being marginalized and exactly. getting less opportunities, and then you have an opportunity for a certain community. Yes, but did they get the opportunity? That's what I talk about with like black and minority actors. Were they brought in? For, right. for a role, even if it's just a role of just regular, you know, Carl that mm-hmm. that owns a restaurant could that could be any guy on earth that plays that role. Did they have op- did minorities have opportunities or was it all white guys that came in? Right. As long as I'm cool with it being like being black, as long as everybody had yeah, an opportunity, whoever got that character the best brought in what they came with and showed that director maybe something that was different that they even thought about. And they're like, oh shit, I love that. What you did with that. Like, yeah, I want this person. But if it was, but if it was a black role, you know, I was going to say, unless it's blackface, (laughs) unless it's Tropic Thunder, (laughs) that's my one exception. It's going to be Killian Killian (laughs) O'Sullivan. That's my one exception. Tropic Tropic Thunder Thunder, Jr. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tropic Thunder. Okay, wait, I have your IMDb still. Like, I want to ask about Scup. Scoop. Is that how you say it? Oh, Jesus. 2013. That, an Irish language TV show called Scoop. Scoop. <laughs> yes. What's going on I with Scoop? for calling it Scoop. It's uh, S-C-U-P. I can't even fucking remember what Scoop Well, I have, the, I have the log line here. So, a struggling Irish language newspaper in Belfast brings in Rob, a veteran newspaper editor, okay. who tries to turn the paper around. Follow the lives of the staff and the stories they write as they wrestle with ethical and personal situations. Well, it sounds fantastic, but I'm going to be honest, I never really watched it oh I no it was actually the same production company that did six degrees and they just called me up and they're like hey do you want to play like this weird personal trainer guy I was like yeah grand and i came up you're like sure yeah i'll do it yeah so it okay like, so so let's talk about your career then because okay. uh you came you've you've been working in europe and you've also obviously got reps here in the u.s mm. so the first thing that you ever did in the in ireland let's talk about that how the did that happen yeah did, how okay, did you become okay, how did okay. you fall into it uh, well, I started acting very young, but when I came, I'm, so I was born in New York, but I moved back to Ireland when I was pretty young and I kind of stopped acting. Then I got back into it randomly enough, like in my mid teens, going to kind of like drama class and stuff in, uh, in Cork. And uh, there was like an open audition around the age of like 17 and I was kind of dipping in and out of the acting around then. And my grandmother was reading the newspaper and she's like, there's an open audition down in Ballyvorney for, uh, they're looking for a young scumbag teenager who can speak <laughs> Irish. 
She's like, you don't even have to put on I any did, different clothes. But I didn't though. I genuinely didn't. I went down there. Rebecca Roper was casting it. She does a lot of, you guys probably wouldn't notice, but Batman Begins has a lot of Irish actors in it. Okay. Like a lot. I believe you. Killian Murphy plays the scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love, I keep um, calling you Killian Murphy in my head, but you're Killian O'Sullivan. You, <laughs> there's allowed to be two Killians. I can know no, two I, of I'll, them. I'll, I'll, I'm okay with being mistaken for Killian Murphy. That's yeah. Fine. He's also from Douglas, which is like the town that I'm from. Oh, like, wow. We, we make him Did you guys talk about like there can only be one Killian from, from Ireland? No, no. Okay. No, well, you guys should have that conversation and you guys can fight it out. That's a bad to have right yeah. there. He'll probably win. Get in on that uh, Peaky Blinders movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll just give my agents a call and I'll just tell them. I'll just yeah. say, hey, pop me in that Peaky Yeah, Blinders. please. Thank thanks. you. See, that's really that's, all that's it takes is a little initiative. That's, again, Hush, back to my grandmother, that is literally how that's she what taught she told it. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk down there. Yeah. there now. Wait, so did you, get, <laughs> did you get cast from that newspaper that she saw? Uh, yeah, so I went out to this open audition out in the back of nowhere, got the part. Rebecca Roper was casting it, who did Batman Begins. She's this American casting director that does a lot of, uh, for some reason, a lot of Irish castings. Anyway, long story short. Yes, I got that that TV show. Um, I was that uh, Irish-speaking scumbag. And it was an Irish-language TV show, which, you know, to be fair, uh, I think, like... with any kind of a start at all there's always some kind of luck right so i was already in a very small pool of people that can speak the irish language like hardly anybody in ireland can speak irish not as well but at the time i was pretty pretty fluent um and what do you mean by that the irish language it's it's called gaelic we actually do have our own language like so (laughs) the english came and invaded ireland and took our language from us yeah, and so where does, where does Gaelic uh, derive from? From Ireland. From the Irish. From yeah, the but like, okay. Yeah. They are a native people. Yes, we are. We had our own little island called Ireland. And <laughs> Which someone was like, came. let's cut this one yeah. in half. That's a good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in three quarters, but you know, that's that's a whole other thing. We're getting it back soon. This is getting very political. That's okay. No, that's fine. This is um, the Random Tangent Podcast. Um, the Random Tangent Podcast, So you yeah. spoke Gaelic, which we'll definitely need a little taste of that. Okay. Uh, Hmm. I agree. Which means oh, that was a, that was a great compliment for Paris right there. Oh, oh, yeah. he loves me. Don't Morning don't tell Scott to to Google. I will be yeah exactly holding Google Translate <laughs> so the recording. How, how, how old are you? So you're a U.S. citizen. You're born in New York. Yes. That was that was a little hesitant, but so is that yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and then and then you're seventeen. Papers, you but I'm, you no, moved. I'm, to, was that hard to pick up? Gaelic then or did your parents well that's the thing that's actually why I would speak Irish as opposed to a lot of Irish because I was interested in learning it Mm. it's it's not actually taught very well in school it's very boring Uh, the Irish would speak a lot more French Italian and and, you know things like that than they would Irish Mm. it's just so boring like the the way they teach the past tense and the mid tense and the future tense it's just so monotonous and everybody feels the same way but it's just attached to some kind of tradition like you have to learn Irish for your leaving cert it's Oh wow! There's no option like you have like you're to. a high school diploma type thing. It, you're like your your main finishing high school test, like your SATs, the uh-huh. version of that in Ireland. You it, one of the subjects has to be Irish. Jeez, oh, I kind of like that though. I mean, I like it too, but but, but, but I mean, you wish you they could spruce it up a little. They bit. could definitely spruce it up. Duolingo for a hundred percent. Yes, I think they might have it on, yeah, on Duolingo. Yeah. Oh, they have Hawaiian, which I've been very casually learning. Nice. I'm bad at it. I learned it by speaking it though. My uncle actually was like a, a proper Gaelgor, which is a word for like someone that speaks Irish fluently. Um, but he was very interested in all dialects of it, like Welsh, Welsh Gaelic. 
Scottish Gaelic, Irish Gaelic. So he was around for a while um, and he taught me a lot of Irish. So I kind of picked it up from him, you know. That's dope. Yeah. So then you're 17, you get cast and was it just kind of a snowball from there? Well, I got an agent out of that um, and he was a good agent. And again, like, you know, just like the Irish thing and the teenage thing, putting me in the right position at the right time. The agent at the time was kind of just starting out, but he was very good. And like six months later, was like the biggest agent in Ireland. Wow. You know, so I got in there right when he needed some 17 year old. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't like the hottest shit in town. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. 10 minutes later, he was. Luck, luck, luck. And uh, got a few jobs from that. um, And I was kind of always up in the air as to like, you know, I was about 80% sure I wanted to be an actor. (laughs) 20% sure I wanted to live some other fantastical life. And um, I just kind of kept getting jobs here and there. And then, uh, you know, moved up to Belfast when I got six degrees. So I got six degrees while I was with Derek. Derek Mulvey uh, is the agent that I was talking about. And I just like, I never updated my showreel, never never changed my headshots. Like I didn't do any of the things that I should have done. I was an 18 year old idiot. So, you know, and uh, I kind of blamed Derek for me not getting any auditions or parts in between the, the seasons in six degrees. So I changed agent. He also just happened to be doing really well for me. And he got me Vikings then, the guest star. That was a mm-hmm. good, that was a good part for me to get. Um, it was a very good character, a very good episode. Yeah, I had this big death scene and I'm screaming and I have a, mm. it's still in my show really to this day, you know, it was just like, nice. was it the, what was the death? Did you get, um, it was the first yeah. episode of the fourth season. Did you get blood eagled? I didn't get bloody. No. I got I got torn to. I believe in the, in the script, which I only figured out that I died at the read through at the table. I didn't know. How oh, jeez! Yeah, uh, but torn apart by a volley of arrows. I was. Oh, okay. Of Seems like okay, a gruesome yeah. way to go. Yeah. In my yeah, opinion, screaming. It was solid. It was a solid. It's very thing. cathartic. Yeah. Just be screaming. Since you've gotten me waffling. On yeah, let's waffle. In the Hollywood Reporter for the twelfth best death. Oh yeah, and your entrance into Valhalla. So, oh, yeah. well done. <laughs> well done, I mean, sir. 11 better deaths. Than <laughs> so then tell us how you made the jump back to the U.S. industry. Uh, well, uh, the jump too, right? I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, it was just kind of theater, uh, off-Broadway stuff in New York. But um, I just knew that there was going to be a lot more opportunity over here, a lot mm-hmm. more money to be made over here. Um, I you know, had my U.S. citizenship. I know a lot of actor friends of mine and anybody in the, in the industry would get over here as quickly as they could. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had a showreel, I had a resume, I had some experience and I had a massive belief in myself at that age, like, you know, to a, almost a grandiose degree, which I think <laughs> helps um, in this industry. But I just said, you know, I got a thousand dollars backpack, flew over here. I had done Maze as well, that film there that's on the IMDb, which was a good Irish film to get. And it was it had a cinematic release, uh, over there and I got good UK agents off the back of that um, and you know I just came over I set up a few meetings and um, you know I, it was it was of course slow in the beginning and, and I was getting almost no auditions did some plays and I changed up my reps I, I got with a certain agency when I came to New York they kind of honey dicked me a little bit and showed me the casting <laughs> that they would get me seen for and I didn't get seen for any of it and then they kind of tried to tell me that it was me and that's why I wasn't getting seen. They were like, you know, we just can't get in the door. I wonder what that's about. And, uh, <laughs> changed to Buckwald. I joined Buckwald and um, I had already gotten on board with them in the voiceover department and then they set up the literary nice. uh, meeting with Sherry Talkowski, who's just brilliant. And um, 
they are sending me out the door for auditions left, right, and center. Amazing. I just yeah. met with them a couple of days ago, which is funny. I forgot you were with them, but I met with like a lit agent over yeah. there. Yeah. That's cool. All right. And now you're out here in LA and you're auditioning and you're fostering dogs, which is something yeah. I definitely got you into. You 100% got me into it. Yeah. You're one of many friends I have convinced to join the cause and, you know, mm -hmm. rescue these souls. And it's great. It's fun, right? It's very fulfilling and heartbreaking at the same time. It's both. Yeah. It's, we always say you break your heart so they don't have to break theirs, right. but you're out here. And so it'll be exciting to see what you get up to next. I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of things in the ether, but as with all actors, nothing is certain until it's certain. That's really, true. the only thing that's certain in this world is death, <laughs> which is a part of the film that we are discussing today. What so it's my true calling mm -hmm. in life. So I think it's my turn it to is. do the synopsis. So we're, wow, this is, this podcast is a long one because we're chatting away. But so this movie is about that thing that we will all have to eventually deal with, uh, someone in the family's death. So the son, he's there, he's running this uh, funeral for his dad and this random guy's there. He's kind of a, what is the correct term these days? Little person. Little person. He's a little person. It's Peter Dinklage and he's super suspicious. Anyway, this guy pulls him into his dad's study. Lo and behold, he's been having an affair with the deceased. He tries to blackmail the family. There's a lot of other fi family dynamics. One thing is that there's a rich, famous brother, writer guy who like is being really stingy and won't pay the brother that stayed behind to kind of take care of the parents. Like he won't pay him back for the funeral. Then uh, the cousin brings her new fiance. He's accidentally given some drugs. There's a lot going on. But moral of the story is they get through the funeral and it's just kind of like a contained family comedy, I think. And it's very funny, this British version. I adore British comedies. Um, so let's jump into it. So first thing I noticed, uh, nobody of color in this film, obviously. What? I know. Shocking, right? I thought there were... No. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, the American a few. version, it's yeah, it's yeah. more because it's America, and they're like, oh, maybe we have uh, black we got people funerals over here too yeah. with, with yeah. minorities. <laughs> yes, but no, no people of color. Um, it felt very British and white to me. I was like, oh God. Uh, definitely didn't notice that in 2007 because I was much less awake to all of that shit. Yeah. What about? Uh, Women characters. Did any of them mm. have any kind of? On, I would say maybe Daisy Donovan, Martha. Yeah, a little Martha bit. had. She like stood up for herself a little bit to girlfriend. her father. What's that? Is that two days girlfriend? Uh, yeah, the fiance. Uh, yeah. yeah, the cousin, mm -hmm. yeah. the one that has like the creepy guys like trying to talk to her. Yeah. You and Bremner, yeah, Justin. Justin. Go away, Justin. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's really just Jane, who is the wife to the main guy, played by Michael McFadden. Which, fun fact, that's his real wife in real life. Oh, I don't did know they if you know. on this. No, or? no, they were already married. Okay. Um, well. And then you've got yeah, Danny, Daisy Donovan, who plays Martha, and then you've got Jane Asher, who plays the mom, mm -hmm. who is so the epitome of the mother-in-law. She so cutting like this poor woman this daughter-in-law is trying to be helpful she's like can I put on a tea for you and she's like there's many things that the tea will fix but one of them's not this dear and she's she just such a her, bitch she puts her hand on the cough and she's like you're gonna smudge it dear yeah she's like if you need anything she's like don't put your hand there dear don't put your hand. I mean no this the, the, the female characters are not having the same journeys as the male characters let's be real because we've got even Martha She's doing it more. I wouldn't say this would be what I considered like a strong female-led cast, you know? No, not at all. I'm just saying, like, does Martha get... Martha's what do you think? Do you think she's... I think, all, I think all the, the actors were, the women actors, actresses, 
were great actors, but they, not they given the chance uh, to shine. Well, you know, there, there wasn't much to do. Yeah, they were the supporting characters, but mm. yes, the uh, Tudyk's uh, girlfriend was it Martha? Is that what yeah, you that's her character name. Yeah, definitely the strongest uh, yeah. female character for sure. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Leading, I would say like she was the more not dominant, but she was the stronger of the two in that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, also the dynamic was interesting because it's like when you bring your new boyfriend to like meet the family, like he was very nervous. And that's honestly, so the funniest part of this entire movie and the thing that makes me cry with laughter every single time is Alan Tudyk. Uh, They go to pick up her brother who's played by that guy from Love Actually, what is his name? Oh, uh, Chris Marshall. Love that guy. This guy, the druggy guy, the chemist. So they they basically are nervous. They're picking up the younger brother. They go to his house. He's a chemistry student. He's like basically making drugs. And his sister dings the bell. So he's like, oh, fuck. And he shoves these pills into a Valium bottle. And then he goes to the bathroom and this guy's freaking out. So she's like, you should just take a little bit of a Valium. And like he takes it and... It's whatever. It's he's it's on like another acid, planet. Maybe mescaline. You said a little ketamine. Yeah, ecstasy for sure. Yeah, ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. best is they don't tell him he's on the drugs at first, so he thinks yeah. things are being Martha really doesn't weird. Know at first. But she figures it out, and then they decide yeah. not to tell. And he's he, like, "Why he are my hands Martha, so yeah. big?" And he's like freaking out. Is, like, is there a dog just in here? <laughs> that was, oh, that was the car. in the car. Is there a dog in here? <laughs> and then the oh. best. Oh my god. Okay. So okay. So I should back up. So they meet yeah they they get like blackmailed and then they instead of like giving this guy money they the brother just like freaks out and like tackles him and like they bind him up right and then like he escapes the there's a grandpa character or uncle alfie who like Mm -hmm. but they give him five Oh, that's right. They give him the five yeah, the, the cortisol value. So, yeah. Howard, Howard, the he's a hilarious character in this. Yeah. Uh, and he's been like, oh, Uncle the, the friend, caretaker, like it's shit he, on the his one hand. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and his mouth, and his mouth. Yeah, he's so funny, like with his mannerisms in this. Yeah, he's great. And he finds a pill bottle that uh, Troy is looking for mm-hmm. the whole time, and he's like, oh, I got a cup of Valium, because um, he doesn't know about Peter Dinklage the um, blackmail right yeah he's just saying he just oh, sees him they he's think he's having, having a seizure, seizure. yeah so they give, he's yeah. like okay well I got these Valium he's like give him to him how many one two okay five throws five in his mouth and then they find out what it really is and then <laughs> Peter Dinklage's eyes when he really starts oh, God, tripping yeah, so like funny. so bloodshot it's so funny but yeah so he oh so he jumps up when uh, Howard's like help or someone's helping the Uncle Alfie with the toilet mm-hmm. and he jumps on the couch and he knocks himself out they think he's dead and this leads me to the funniest part of alan tudyk's character which is they decide to put him in the coffin because they're like well it's getting buried anyway and right before this alan tudyk's like someone's in there and he thinks the coffin is moving once the service started Mm -hmm. alan tudyk thinks there's something coming but then there is someone in there and and then the guy bursts out and alan's like i knew it (laughs) i knew it it's too good um so yeah this movie cracked me up a lot a lot oh my god that's funny how they but it's like genius yeah if there's any situation that you could take advantage of Mm -hmm. to hide a dead body oh yeah this is perfect this casket's going straight into the ground after this were you taking notes you were like no i'm just saying this is good like, if I, I need just, it's perfect i think his brother even says it it's like there's 
this is the perfect situation yeah. for this to happen here. Yeah. So, but, uh, what about the family dynamics? Do you guys think that they portrayed them well? Like funerals are so awkward, you know, it's like sad and it's, it's hard. Yeah, families are messy. I'm sure we yeah. all have relatives that are but every, super hard Every single member demanding. of the family was like so unique and they're anno- like, uh, you know, the younger brother being the the pharmacy guy who's like a fucking little douchebag drug dealer, like yeah. the middle brother who like can't stand up to his brother. It's just like every single character, like the mean uncle who was like super disapproving of everybody and everything. Just that thought it was, was the great. Where I was like, they really captured the whole family then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, he's pushing him up the hill. What's his name? Oh, Uncle Alfie. Uh, Howard's pushing he, Uncle Alfie Howard up the hill. Howard was pushing Uncle Alfie up the hill. And he's just like, you know, he has no appreciation or gratitude for it. He's just like, come on, push me up the <laughs> Well, Howard's not in the family. He's just like a longtime friend, right? I think so. So, and then Justin comes along. So, so basically we have this family you know, still. Had, you know, I had Uncle Alfie, Martha. You know, I had him. You know, I had Uncle Alfie in the car. You, stole, you actually stole my parking spot. I still go on about that. Actually, Martha. I will take you out and kick your ass. Yeah. Oh, so there's, yeah, so there's the main family. And then there's obviously Alan Tudyk is the boyfriend as the outsider. And then, yeah, you have these two characters, Justin and Howard, who are like school friends. But Justin's doesn't, he doesn't really fit in. And then you come to find out that he has a crush mm-hmm. on Martha, which becomes then another dynamic where he's like, this guy? Yeah, and then finds out she's pregnant. He's like, "Oh man, she's Gross. pregnant." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. And from my understanding of the film, they only had one night together. She's like, "It was one night, and I was drunk." It's not like they dated. Yeah, and he's holding the torch for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And it, um, Matthew McFadden—he's so good at just being like, just a regular guy. And I'm trying to deal with all of this right now. Like I'm a good dude. I'm trying to make my woman happy and get this down payment. My brother's a prick writer from New York who won't help me out. Chip in. Yeah. Chip in. I'm trying to give this eulogy. And I feel like he's the oldest. Oh, you think he's the oldest? I, well, maybe you're right. I feel like he is. I feel like he had real middle. What's that? Not the novelist guy. No, because I feel, I feel like, like he gave he off middle. He's the old, you're right. He he's might the be one right. Giving the eulogy, right? And that would add the, but to he did that give dynamic off of the little brother always, yeah. like being better, and he's kind of upset about it because he even tried at, to write a well, novel. Well, and everyone at the funeral is like, "Oh, the brother's not doing it. Yeah, you're not giving the eulogy." So yeah, one of the things about this film that like blows me away is, especially looking at it now, because the first time I'd seen this was with a buddy of mine. Um, me and him went to the cinema. We were both stoned off our games. We were both 16 years old, and there was. <laughs> One other guy in the movie, in the theater, I mean, and the three of us were on stitches throughout the whole time. That's awesome. And it's just, it's just so funny. It's but like, so it, funny. It, it doesn't, like, it does not in any way at any point in time in the film treat the audience like they're stupid or no. they need to be fed a joke. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of space in the film. There's a lot of, like, like you're talking about, we're talking about uh, Howard putting out, pushing out up the hill. And then Justin gets the thanks. Yeah, because he steps in at the last right. second. But the, the joke <laughs> is just like, there's five seconds of silence left. And he, they're just walking out yeah. and he's standing there. But I think that's British humor, to <laughs> be is, honest. But not a lot of films are, yeah. are, are comfortable doing that. I always use, there's a, the show Ghosts and the CBS version came out in America, but it's actually based on a BBC version. And that's always how I describe it. That like the BBC version, like will make a joke and then walk away. And then you start laughing hysterically, like five seconds later, like it takes your brain a second to catch up. The American one is a bit more like joke setup, you know, setup joke, setup joke, mm-hmm. 
you know, punchline. To we talked about this on mm-hmm. basketball a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and you guys were saying that it's got to move quicker to get to a certain point, especially in with, America. Like, comedy. Yeah, yeah. But with that one, um, it was like consistent jokes throughout, and I feel like they didn't care because we were talking about it nowadays. You probably you guys were saying that they had to get to the action quicker. Yeah. In basketball, I feel like this is a. Those jokes are a little faster, but this one's a little similar because, like you were saying, you could just let it mm. go and the whole thing's funny just because of the different dynamics yeah. of the people and the situations and they just, that they're in. Yeah, and they just never beat you over the head with any of the no. jokes. Like mm. a good example is when the priest walks up to the two of them, he's talking to his brother and he, he doesn't see the priest walk up behind him and he's like, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> and the priest is right there. And but, but if that was an American film, or at least a lot of comedies that I feel are you know made today, you would have had this big reaction. From yeah. The oh, and Bruce, that you would can't have been say, the yeah. joke. Yeah. yeah. But the joke was just that it happened and you're laughing because of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good you know? point. Yeah. And, and they there's bring- a lot of that in the film. He speeds up, so the the priest consistently is trying to speed things He's up. He's got to go by three. Up. He told yeah. him several times. But he says that towards the end of it, he even says Jesus Christ because it's just <laughs> so that, that day is so fucked. And right. he's just, I love that priest. That's an underrated character too. And then he's like, okay, quickly, quickly. Okay, the eulogy. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. have to we'll have to make it snappy. <laughs> yeah. He's just Tom, done Tom. with this family. Yeah. He's he's trying to be nice. Yeah. No, you're right with the humor. It's just different. It's just different. I think it's a cultural thing. I think. Mm. You know this film. I'm, I'm curious. Do you know the budget of this? Did you look it up? Nine million. Nine. I check real quick. Eight million. Nine. Nine. Nine? Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not in lots of locations. It's only one location. But I do think with like these smaller budget films, like the risk is lower, kind of. So they can take. You know, they can make the film that they wanted to make. You know. Yeah. I. I just. I would wonder like why it was remade so soon afterwards. Probably off the success of it, to be honest. You know. When, when was the office brought over here? A couple of years after, but that that was doing like you know what I mean, like yeah. the, U, the British version of Office. And yeah, then, maybe it's that they need to do that. Like it just won't. I guess the UK accents and the this it just won't translate as well. I mean, just thieves. I don't they know just if take they have things. the rights either. <laughs> oh, it right. might be. So I don't know if the Office was still being made. No, the, the office only had two to three seasons, I believe. And okay, obviously maybe. the American one like way outpaced it. Yeah, because I mean, if it's something successful and okay. somebody brings it to the table. I mean, that's it. Studio, Maybe it was an IP that they were like, let's, you know, license this and do an American version. Yeah. So we can't just like give it a cinematic deal in America. Like, you know. I mean, I think maybe but you might have also touched on the things that are part of it, too. Right. Like uh, U.S. audiences just can't understand. Ex- I think it's the different accent. now, too. And you know, there's only three seasons. And oh, no, we're talking. I think we're talking about <laughs> Death at a Funeral. Death, 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 oh, like, why yeah, couldn't yeah, it have yeah. a theatrical yeah. release? But mm. I think the appetite for U.K. content and international content now is very, very different. Like if you look at shows like Pachinko on Apple, which is Korean language, if you look at like the success of Downton Abbey, mm. you know, I think people, audiences are Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter would have come out, I guess, just a couple of years before this, the first one or the mm. first few, but you know, yeah. So um, UK version, British version, $9 million budget. Mm-hmm. You, you want to guess what the US version was? 25. 22. 21, close. Oh, yeah. over under. So, what? I thought I knew was, exactly because uh, I was looking at it. Yeah, 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 three times the budget. Copy. And then, but what about the success of it? Box office, does it say? Um, I can look that up too, but it could have been also, I don't know, the status of those actors. Like uh, Chris Tucker's one. But then they may have had to bump that up to. Yeah, because they had big actors in the. Big, yeah, yeah. And also, was, my curiosity gets to me, was Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones? 
in between, which it seems like he kind of was. I think he was using Game of Thrones from the start. Oh no, but oh no, when did Game of Thrones come out though? That's what I'm saying. Like, did he get more expensive? Gotcha. He could have. I don't. I think I'm wrong because I think Game of Thrones came out after I was in uni. You guys need to hire like a dude that just like <laughs> fact check this shit. <laughs> yeah. And while while we're doing it, yeah. uh, 2011. Okay, so then so that was the, right after right the after, American yeah. one. Interesting. Well, okay, there was one part of the movie that I definitely raised my eyebrows at. Do you know what I'm going to say, David? When they found out that Peter Dinklage was having an affair with the with, dad, yeah. they go, is he a gay? And then a couple of people say that. And I was watching it with Scott, and he's like, mm, the first time, and then he was like, uh, the second time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I think you were speaking a little bit to that, you know, and talking about 2012. Like, people just... Yeah, it's just the, like there just, were no gays in the world at the time. Genuinely you know? making a, a joke out of it, like yeah, like and and to, trying to talk to the audience as if like you get it, isn't this? Weird? Isn't that you weird know? that your dad would <laughs> yeah. be gay? Isn't that weird? He's a gay. What? Yeah, like, you know, and and there's a little bit of disgust going on there. Yeah, which yeah, is like, not cool, <laughs> but. I'm going to say, did you take it as disgust? Uh, the little brother, who I think the writer, um, I think he had more of a reaction. It was, um, what is it, Matthew, or, uh, yeah, Matthew Daniel's reaction. His, not his reaction, but when he starts looking at all the pictures. Oh, that was pretty like, funny. That was pretty funny, but then, he was right under in his eulogy, <laughs> he's like, hey, man, he was a good dude, regardless. Yeah, no. His, you know, but I do think, his infidelity. I do think I agree with Killian, yeah. where they were kind of winking to the audience, like, oh, yeah. oh this oh, is the big gag mm-hmm. here. Like, but at the same time, you know, there is an. I thought you were going to say like, because just because of what we were talking about at the beginning, that, that that you know, there sometimes when you're watching a film, it, it's there's a fine line between judging like, okay, but this is what those characters in this part of the world at that time would have said about this situation, mm. right? Like, versus should this be in a film because it might send the wrong message. You know, I, initially I took it as, okay, well, these are just, you know, the, the kind of, the, it's the British society. Like, oh, oh, like, that's a normal, he's a king. That's a normal, he's a king. He's a man. Let's have some tea. There was, there was definitely a thing made. Out that's of a hate crime. We just did a hate crime <laughs> on the British. Multiple hate crimes. So many hate crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I didn't think the mum character gave a shit that he was a guy i think she was like you fucking bastard because he was like cheating like yeah. he was a cheetah so yeah that yeah, was good that. yeah but the she the boys were freaking out well one of the boys talks to her and mom just realized why dad hadn't had sex with her yeah in so long they say that in the movie that's so sad <laughs> yeah yeah they had that conversation in the first place yeah that's not very british like is it open, it'd be like open well, friendly <laughs> Who wants to be having those conversations? No, I don't know. No longer since you banged out. Oh, God, no. I don't want that. But still, the worst part of this movie is if Peter Dinklage loved this guy. Why is he blackmailing his family? Why is he blackmailing his kids? For $15,000. For $15,000. Well, he doesn't say that they were. I deserve. coming to me. I wasn't in his will. He said I was his lover, which I think is what. I love how he plays that, though. Yeah. I love how, like, the the pictures. The way he's presenting the picture. (laughs) And he's got file in through him, like, this this one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really am blown away by the performances of everybody. Yeah, so they're great. It's just abnormally like naturalistic. Like even the the what, what's his name, the, the main guy Matthew McFadden. Yeah, he he was just so like he's playing the straight man in a film. Obviously, right, a lot of the time with comedies, there's kind of the straight man, 
that everything happens around, you mm-hmm, know, like oftentimes mm-hmm, the leads mm-hmm. are just like, everything's happening to that person or around that person. But he's just so like truthful in a comedy. And I feel like everybody. Earnest. It's like yeah. a, yeah. Which is so natural. Like there's just. He's I, so natural. I, I, I would I'm so not agree. used to seeing that in, in comedies. And mm. I think that Death at the Funeral has that above a lot of other things. Mm. All the actors are super they're like understated as well and yeah. just great like yeah. I, I mean I know we've already said the Adam Tudyk is great but like no he's so he great he is amazing that's so hard to do oh yes. my god his performance is yeah. easily the to best play, part of course to play high under the influence of something he's never maybe never taken before mm. and being under the influence so like to your point you were saying that uh Matthew's character Daniel was kind of like kind of the center mm. but there also was like uh Tudyk's character Martha yeah. there was other actors it was such a and well, characters that also yeah. had things it was such a well woven to together story I was right. thinking I would love to Sorry, plot sure. this story from like an A B C D E F G like storyline because really what this movie taught me is that if you have a group of really interesting characters and you have a starting point and a, and a finish point you can plot their stories along the way and see how they intertwine because it felt like a dance like one mm-hmm. thing would happen and then someone would walk past and it was someone else's fucking drama 100%. like when you know? Alfie comes out yeah. your man's sitting they're depressed yeah and he's like oh what's wrong with you whatever and he's like oh women he's like oh, let me tell you but and you think he's getting sweet for a second he's yeah. like my my woman she was so beautiful everybody wanted to fuck her yeah <laughs> and then he's like getting into something deep he's like i need to take a shit yeah. and, he just yeah. leaves. and then that plays into yeah. him rolling into the whole situation with and he's like where's the dead body yeah <laughs> like, what are you talking about there's a dead body yeah and they leave ones. him on the shitter because yeah. he can't get up he's like oh no. oh the poo in the mouth was too much uh, i so wanted gross. to uh, oh. i wanted yeah. to end end it right there uh yeah peter vaughn plays uncle alfie very talented apparently yeah, he's in game of thrones as well yeah and i read um that he was the only person that didn't break character like by laughing in this film he's too much of a professional but they actually call it corpsing when you break and you laugh which I thought was weird because then this film is also about a corpse yeah. so. and credits they do show everybody laughs he's the only one that was yeah laughing. they couldn't yeah. catch him yeah. they could not catch him it's a damn professional it's a damn right? pro- he was in his, in his you know yeah. he was born in 1923 yeah he's like the exact same age in that as he was again in Oh, he passed away in 2016 yeah. at age 93. I was going to say, I feel like age. he's old. Mm. But yeah, very talented guy. Okay, was there anything else that stood out to you guys in this film? I just had that there was no black people at all. What? Yep. And that the asking <laughs> did they know he was a gay, which is not a, gay. Yeah. a noun. No. Well, that was definitely on purpose. The, way, yeah. the yeah, reason yeah. that they said "I gave" one hundred percent. Like, a- I mean, you can't. <laughs> okay, this is this is something that I, that popped in my head that was just funny for me, probably. But we'll see if it's funny for both of you. Mm. I have never been to any function, whether it was just that that was just all white people or like all black people. Like this wedding was all white. Yeah, you know. And self-realization, it's because I'm biracial, so anywhere I go. You fit in. No, I don't. I'm saying like, oh, you it's don't still that wedding isn't going to be 100% Oh, I see. Because you're all the black guy. I'm the black guy or 100% black. Because you're the biracial guy. guy. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I anywhere, def- anywhere I go, it's never going to be 100%. You're, you're, the, you're the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah. You. I giggle to myself a little bit. I've definently that. been at all white places and been like, 
and noticed and noticed and yeah. and then been like you know the only non person of color i also grew up in hong kong so like there were a lot of instances where i was like you know one white girl sort of amongst whomever mm-hmm. uh, how about you i feel like ireland is ki- kind of white so now it's it's very very <laughs> in comparison to like you know when I was at the bulk of my funerals, where I guess a lot of my, my grandparents, unfortunately, mm. were uh, dropping off in my teens, for want of a better term. and uh, so Passing over to the Dink- Peter Dinklage actually, side. Actually, there's something that stood out to me. It's actually death of the wake. It's not the death of the funeral. That is not uh, a funeral. Yeah. It's, funeral. it's very weird. It, that was very weird to me that it was happening in the house. And I was like, I think this is a European thing. I've it's actually weird. never been to a funeral. I've been what? to a few. I've never been to one. Yeah. Never been to a funeral or, or a wake no, or anything neither. like that? I lied. I went to one funeral in Canada and it was the first time and I was very upset. It was a, a friend who was Jewish. So they organized the funerals very quickly in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, so awake. So the difference is. But I would say as well, like an Irish wake or a British wake or, or you know, a funeral, there's probably going to be mainly white people there. Yeah. But explain. so the, the difference between a wake and a funeral, the wake is like the lying out of the body and you see it. And then the funeral is where you actually put it in the ground. Mm. Wake. I mean, an Irish wake, like, I mean, it depends. Sometimes it's just an excuse for a piss up with the dead yeah, person. Sure. There in the living room. They sit there in Which the living room. Which is kind of cool. Well, I mean, they don't sit there like on the <laughs> chair. Like they're in the lying there. That is, I really did there. think you would meant they were on I the chair. I think they my way. If I look decent, just put me in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Take selfies with me. But they get weird because like they get very like, I mean, you know, everybody's laughing and everybody's having a great time. Like, yeah. And there's just, a, the ca- the casket's always open. Oh like, God, and no. And they're just lying there dead. People are just bandering away. I was going to say, probably telling good stories about Sure. Yeah, lives. but I feel very weird about death. I think because I haven't really had a lot of experience, experience with, with it. it. Yeah. I don't think I could see a dead body. I think I would be freaked out. Funerals are tough. I, I, I've been to quite a few, I would say, mm. between all like family, friends, mm, mm. stuff like that. Same. And it's, yeah, normally uh, where I'm from, Wisconsin, the wakes are at a funeral home. And then you go straight from there. They load the everybody up. Yeah. Everybody gets little flags in their cars. You go to the cemetery and then, you know, you have the pallbearers, people carry it. <clears throat> and then um, whatever religion they're from or military whether it's like my you know grandpa and grandma had like the gun salute stuff like that and then they get dropped in people throw dirt flowers stuff like that Hmm. right but it's same day as the wake Whereas this okay. was clearly straight, different. Like straight before. from way before. before. That yeah. would be how the Irish Like the Christmas before. Eve of funerals. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Death Eve. Oh, I wonder what we're going to get this year. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's the second body in the cast. <laughs> yeah. I always say that, like, when I kick it, um, you know, if I kick it, if, you know. If, if they don't catch up and, you know. I saw some today. They're testing stuff for 200 years old yeah. right now. Yeah. Some <sighs> medication. Yeah. That would really fuck up, like, Maybe my plans. Maybe we to 200. Like there's gonna be something else that'll bring us to fighting. Like you're gonna have to work again. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. Social security definitely. Is like this is out. my infancy. If I'm living to 200, I'm gonna slot it up until yeah. I'm like 50, you 60. You know? like Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Would you get? I can't. Would you have question. multiple? Would you have the same? Same significant other if you did. If Had you to be married for 95 two, years. You're going to do two bills. If they're the one, the one, man. Yeah. I think you wouldn't. Think so? I don't think people. I think it's like how now, like a lot of people don't meet their significant others in high school or even university. Like a lot of people meet their significant others in their 30s, which is kind of, you know, what you would be in your 60s. So mm-hmm. I feel like we'd just be looking. In, but what about, what about the afterlife? That was on a um, Kirby enthusiasm. Yeah, like do go I want, to, they go to do their vows again. And he's like, and in the afterlife. And he's like, 
<laughs> he's like, I guess like life is enough. Yeah. To be fair, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's up there. To so be fair, like, hang out. I mean, I might go down, yeah, and they're like, who's up there? I mean, yeah. you know, other than some of the bad motherfuckers. Well, <laughs> I just believe we go into space dust, so space I'm not. Dust. I guess I won't see. You know, the like universe. It, if we're conscious, like, the universe is conscious because we are. The universe. Yeah. So I'll yeah. be. Made you guys can be fucking whoever you want in heaven, and I'll be space dust floating around the cosmos. I think you know, you seeing prefer, the world. You prefer that than, than banging away in heaven for all eternity. I feel like heaven's got too many rules. To be honest with you, from everything I, I know mean, about it, I don't there's, know. Uh, there's too many books that have too many different differing rules. If it's like the good place, I did watch the good place, and I was like, this does seem kind of fun. But what it turned out to be the turned out to be the bad place. Spoiler alert. Um, oh god. Okay. Uh, okay. Back to the film. Spoiler. Anything else that you guys noticed? Oh, uh, I was going to ask you, what do you want to do for your funerals? I know that's a kind of morbid question, but have you thought about a it? Horse that has just died in the back of it, and the cans. You know, when somebody gets just oh, married, god. and they've got the cans bouncing <laughs> off the back of it. That's what I mean. Okay. I like that a lot. Have you thought about it? Uh, my mother isn't around anymore because yeah. that would be kind of mean. She'd be mad. I don't know what kind of technology is going to be, but mm. I, I said this to my nephew one time, like. Um, have a big screen with my IG page and as I come in be like feel free to like your favorite favorite picture <laughs> oh god he's going for some extra likes <laughs> like and death yeah, he's like yes 200 and then I think I want the I think I want the thing and if if I go before you, you gotta organize it. What is it? What a thing! Like I want to be propped up on your oh, couch. Oh fuck! Oh <laughs> fuck! We're there. I don't know. That's gonna be like scary. Some real comfortable pair of my shoes, jays yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody's have a good time. You know, yeah. pull it. I'll put, put it in my will that whatever costs for that party are covered by. Oh, wow, that's very my generous. Estate, because I will have an estate at right. that point. Um, and then, yeah. What about you? Uh, I saw that you can get turned into a tree, like you can be buried in the forest, and I think that would be really cool to return to nature. I'm going to be honest with you. When I think about death, I almost have a panic attack, and I think, I have to. yeah. When, when I can when I contemplate the the void, the void, the blackness, I think of like not existing. That is awful. the important thing to remember is that we. Don't don't remember being born, right? That just makes me even more. Anxious. Yeah, because I mean, I start thinking about my perception before I was born, and I just go deeper and deeper. Yeah, and deeper I'm with you. It's blackness. not a great thing to think about. So I mean, because I have, and you shall return <laughs> to that blackness. No, no, David, <laughs> go get through the and podcast. Then you'll come out through a light, and what? Like, yeah, what if you do? Get, what if it's what reincarnation if it's just, yeah. and that, that time that would be of sick. your blackness that would be sick. is that I would, other time going into that actually, when you get consciousness as a maybe. baby? I only want to be reincarnated if there's like you go out a human, you come back a human because it'd be pretty shit to go out or a fucking factory cow and you're a horse that was pulling, yeah. pulling his and it's even pretty shit to be a human sometimes so that's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I'll just go with space void. <laughs> um, but space. I would be I'm down... I would be down, down to be buried in a tree. And then I also saw that you can be cremated and your ashes can be turned into a diamond, which you can then like have. So like, you know, it's that's, like, you think that's weird? No, that's kind of cool. I think that was get in um, ring. Ozark. Oh, I haven't seen Ozark. I, got I have not seen that show. Made. Don't tell anyone. I, I saw that somewhere recently. It's like someone's ashes into a ring. I saw someone to, on like, no, that Facebook. Is my, yeah. My mom. It's beautiful because then she, <laughs> th then she's with you Some and like, no, yeah. That, that is my mom. Something that I have contemplated as well when you just, because you brought up being cremated. I've thought about that every now and again. Like I should write a will because I get it into my head sometimes that your consciousness just like when you Lingers. Die, your body just stops working, but your consciousness That's my there, so That's my just, fear so that so I would burn up in a... Yeah. Yeah. Or you just mean like as like a vegetable? Yeah, so you just can't move. You're in your head, like that your soul is still in your body. So you just say like, do not resuscitate or... 
Don't give well, me no, life support. If you're buried, like, so you're dead, right? Oh, he's saying you're, you're still buried. conscious at that time. That would still be there, fucked. Your body and that's why with, with being so cremated, it's up. like, yeah, fucked yeah, up. Burn me up, scatter me somewhere, man. Yeah, yeah, but what if the? But also, what if they? Can, you could feel the pain of being burned. That's what I think about. But what if? What if? What if there was just like a, a little time lag because you know people are dying at higher rates because there's bigger population. Mm-hmm. So you just had to wait maybe 48 hours in that coffin. And then you go to the the kicket place where everybody's hanging there's out. Like a, Nothing's bad. There's like a line but for heaven? She burned herself up and that's just it. Right. <laughs> yeah, but your so body you, doesn't go. Yeah, but you don't get to go because you burnt up your consciousness and he gets to go because no, you, you can't waited. Burn a, you can't burn a consciousness. <laughs> you waited just for 48 hours. <laughs> logic. Logic. Yeah, that's now we're, in, now we're talking logic. <laughs> what were you saying? Okay. I just got to read all the books, right? Read the Bible, read the Quran, read everything. No, it's not that you just get to read it and that's like a punch card. You're supposed to like no, just do stuff. What's your concern about like Free getting cremated in regards to what he just oh. said? Because I do need to make a decision as to whether I'm going to get buried or cremated. Okay. I mean, maybe you could just donate your body to science and some little girl could be like, <laughs> what about, okay. What if my heart like ends up in some asshole or something like that? You know, oh, like, this is weird. I'm getting deja vu right now. So I'm going to say this. Okay. So after my party, <laughs> take me straight to a rocket launch and use my estate money again. Shoot my body out into space. space. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm just going to keep traveling until I land in the sun or land on some random planet, but I'm not going to stop and I shouldn't decay. Right? No, you want to decay. Space. I don't think. So I might, my carcass is Until it runs into so something. So 21, 300 <laughs> humans land on this new planet and all they see is a dead, naked Neanderthal. Wait, why am I naked? Oh, yeah. I guess you would be naked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I assume. Harrison's like, you didn't say. We're going to take his clothes off. <laughs> I don't be, know why I assumed. He's just going to have socks on. I don't know why I assumed you'd be naked in space, but like maybe the the clothing is like catches yeah yeah like a velour sweatsuit (laughs) and a hat on they think you're an alien (laughs) because the clothing is so weird (laughs) oh shit okay well this got a bit of talking Uh, anything else to add well i mean we were talking about death you know at a funeral at a wake um i guess death at a wake doesn't have the same buzzy that's harder to market than death at a funeral yeah yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i wonder what the um <laughs> what the extras were doing while you know they weren't needed because they were so like the dresses are so stiff and black like you're just sitting there being like yeah i am at a funeral kind of because look at everyone we're all depressing we're all wearing black it's sad they were just sitting in a room maybe talking about death just like us. yeah maybe yeah. yeah i wonder where that came from do they get too? to eat those little sandwiches wearing, i want to know black wearing black or being in mourning that's the sign of respect. That would be something that our researcher, if we had one, could quickly pull up and, and feed to us. But yeah, I'm sure it's like something to do with tradition. It's like, why do we get married? Like, why do why does the bride get walked down the aisle? It's just like things that kind of, it's not rules. You don't have to wear black to a funeral. My favorite one, like, is why people say bless you when you sneeze. <laughs> So that your soul doesn't come out your nose. <laughs> that's what I heard it was. Do you know what that's <laughs> we, yeah, like the, a, 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 an older pandemic, right? Yeah, oh, it's like uh, that's people right. used to get well, sick. Yeah, die. yeah, you yeah. On your, you might be on your way out. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a heavier time yeah, than the human race right there. Oh, God bless, oh you. bless you. Oh, fuck. You're going to die. Gotta get my, oh my house God. in order. Yeah. 
I want to be strapped to a rocket and <laughs> sent into space. <laughs> the 1800s old, whatever I want to watch. some serious escape money for that. By that time? Nah, it'd probably be like. When you're grand. 280. It'd yeah. probably be like 10 grand to get to. Yeah. Once Jeff Bezos cracks that and it's tourism. Yeah. Go to the space hotel, <sighs> shoot me off from there. Fuck it. That's true. Just mm-hmm. kick me out the back door yeah. of the space hotel. Just- Put a little, uh, you know, like those dusters for your computer. Let's mm. got a little spray. Just put a couple of those in my back. Set a timer. <laughs> Push me up. <laughs> Rocket man. You can probably fly around on space. Yeah. You could guide yourself. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, has there ever been an, an incident, a public family incident, where a truly shocking secret has come out? Have you ever witnessed anything like when uh, the entire group found out that Peter was boinking the dad my mother and father are brother and sister i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> it's an Irish DNA oh, strikes again oh yeah um no no but drama yes of course anything you care to share i mean not really no i mean nothing that comes to mind that's just going to make an amazing story yeah but there's just you know like we're talking about all the different characters and different mm-hmm. people. like people bump up against each other or mm-hmm. you know yeah there's there's plenty of of, uh, of Irish drama at my get togethers and especially at funerals. Really? Especially Is that because there's a lot of alcohol involved? Uh, probably has something to do with it. But there's also a heavy burning in Christian side. Oh, and interesting. And, uh, like a Catholic side. The Catholic sides to them are the sinners, and we're all going to hell. I mean, I'm not really a Catholic, but technically I'm. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. wild so, that the Catholic side is the ones going to hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like we're we're bullshit Christians in comparison to them. To the, okay. Yeah. And I love having chats with them about it, but like it's all, it turns into an argument every time. Yeah. Yeah. Any, so an, passionate about Anything something. dramatic in your family? <laughs> Nothing dramatic that I was like, <gasps> yeah. oh my God, this, but... As the time goes on, I found out I recently have like some relative in Hawaii mm. that reached out to somebody on Ancestry. Uh, so somebody had an affair? Be- yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> so there's like almost like a couple of those now that my mom will call me back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's going on? She's like, oh, I forgot this, you know, my cousin who passed away. It's got a 30-year-old son that we just <gasps> found out about. Wow. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, that actually, yeah, that happened to two people I know recently. They found out that they had older siblings. Uh, because from, of ancestry. Yeah, yeah well, they, that's how they were able to track them down. They might have been adopted out or one of them wasn't known about because it was her dad. Um, yeah, it's crazy. My parents got separated when I was five. I'm convinced my old man has like a bunch of brothers. Reckon? Scattered have you done it? Like ancestry no, I'm scared to do it. Do it. because uh, I don't want to. It works. Um, I don't want to. I was kind of laughing. I did some something for like some video game for Ericsson and like you sit in it and you, they asked you all these questions and you do like monotone as a bunch of cameras mm. kind of taking your likeness. And I got home and I was like, what's that? This is like a, a, a book of this dream of mine. No, what it, it was basically they're going to use that down the line for this technology, like AI technology. Oh, so you're just oh, like, so, a, you're just they, like a, they could throw it into a video game if they wanted to. So I got home and I was telling Corbin, uh, my roommate, I was like, I sold my likeness for 350 bucks and I paid ancestry.com a hundred dollars so they could have my DNA. <laughs> so like for 450 all in, so you, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I gained $200 <laughs> to sell my, my DNA. 
DNA. I don't think. Likeness. Yeah, I don't think I could do ancestry because that's what I've heard. They kept you. They keep your DNA on file, and then like. But I mean, planning a murder. Fuck it, it's not the, planning, but you never know when a good murder might arise. But like at a funeral, you know, when is, a guy's trying to fucking. If somebody really wants to go that route, they're gonna like. Put you, blackmail you, get you in that position that you murdered that person and make enough evidence for you. That was kind of my thought. Like if somebody really wants to do that to yeah. me. They have to really go to a lot of lengths. Means to, they're going to do it anyways. Um, the interesting part about Ancestry.com though is that like I did it and then I somebody named Judy reached out to me, said first relation. And I was like, Aunt Judy? And she goes, oh, I guess this does work. And wow. it's my mom. Wow. Yeah, my mom's sister who was adopted when she was like, I don't know, like two or three. My grandma had her in Texas when she was really young. Could support her. Um, she was adopted. And then um, my parents, or sorry, my grandma and my grandpa like reached out. And then we started to get to know them um, when I was really little. But yeah, so through that, it wasn't, we had already known her, yeah. But it it it, it shows, works. It yeah. Shows. And it shows like where you know, like the history of your people come from. So like Western Africa, like these tribes settled here. You know, like my European descent. These people. Went I am from interested in that this, part of like it. The, I'm a bit of a mutt. Twelve hundred to the fourteen hundreds, they migrated yeah. to here, and this That's is cool. Now people of you know Swedish or English. So there's a lot of history. Maybe it is interesting. I don't yeah, know. I do have to do it because we don't know who my dad's dad is. Like we. Oh. Like, well, wait. My great grandfather, we don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. So my dad's dad was raised by a woman who he thought was his mother, but it was actually his aunt because oh. she got pregnant out of wedlock in the time in Ireland when if that happened, you're getting thrown into a non country <gasps> for the rest of yeah. your life. What about and the man? What happened? So like well, he, that's yeah. we're trying to figure out who the man but was. Cool. We think it was an Italian sailor called Sylvester. Ooh, I, yeah. I like that name. Yeah. But I have a, I have a I'm like seventeen percent Irish. And I found out that my like great great one of my great grandpas uh, was Irish and was killed by the King's Guard, the English. Good death. What's that? That's a good death. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that that weekend, one of the World Cups was playing and England was on. Me and my guy Boos are at a bar and I just kept going, the damn English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's what, my, was that when we were in Ireland? killed my grandfather. No, this was oh, years, years ago. ago. I, was say. <laughs> I, was, I have like, the, my mom has the article. Of it, of uh, my great great grandfather that was killed. He was an Irish rebel. It reads ah. killed by the by the Queen's Guard. And so that whole weekend, as England was playing, I was like, "Get damn English!" Yeah, they killed my grandfather. The Bartenders are like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> it's black guys. Like, yeah. You stared at the podcast with three two one lemon cake. We should finish it with three two one fuck the English. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we should do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm also English too. I'm a. I'm a How I'm much a percentage? Uh, I don't know. More than Pulling Irish. Up. Well, yeah, uh, I actually, know. I don't know. More than, more than Irish, not to tell. Uh, I, don't know. I went to Ireland in February, which we discussed and David knows about because I got stuck there with COVID. Um, so it was very clear that I was in Ireland. Let's talk about Ireland as a country. We don't have to get political, mm. but it is um, an interesting, unique situation. There is a part of it that is part of the EU, mm. right? And then there's the Republic of Ireland, which you're from. No, the, the Republic of Ireland is part the North part. Okay. I fucked up every time. Uh, the Republic of Ireland is the, the southern, quote-unquote, southern part of Ireland. The north of Ireland is a little oh. chunk up top. Um, when we liberated Ireland from a we, when the, the, you know, the lads back in the day. Back in the day. Um, liberated Ireland from England. There was a deal made to uh, that the English government would give us back the Republic in exchange for them keeping the north. Then there was a civil war because there was a bunch of guys that were like, no, fuck that. Let's take back all of Ireland. 
and a bunch of guys that were like, this is the best we've got in 800 years. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, so. And then nothing bad happened ever again about that divide. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they all lived happily ever after. The end. Also, though. <laughs> Europe's <laughs> yeah, great. Up some people. No yeah, problems. Up some people. Yeah. Um, but that there was a peace treaty made. And maybe things are a little bit hairy again because there's talks of the border being removed and uh, the, the north of Ireland getting reinstated into Ireland and that all of Ireland would become, as a landmass, would become whole again. Uh, obviously, a lot of Irish people are going to be very happy about that. Um, all the Irish people, including all the people in the north of Ireland. But there is another half of Northern Ireland that I identify as English people because... Mm. It is technically United Kingdom territory, and they were born there. And there was a lot of English people came and settled in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then those are descendants of those English people. So uh-huh. it's complicated. Sounds complicated. Yeah. I don't have an answer. I don't think we have to come up with no, one. There is podcast. no answer other than just, you know, give back Northern Ireland to Ireland. You know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but what about, <laughs> all, well, then what happens so then those British people living there have to leave? Move, move to England, yeah. Oh wow! Get <laughs> no, out of. They can stay right there. They don't need to get come out of my they country, bitch. That. That's not what I'm saying. But they're it, just it's, living in a whole Ireland instead of Ireland was invaded. Yeah, and it was taken over. Yes, like, that, give it no. back to them, and they can just live there. And I can guarantee you, like, look, the Irish flag is actually green, white, and orange. The it's not green, white, and gold. Is what a lot of people will say. The green, white, and orange. The orange is for Protestants. The white is for neutral. And the green is for Catholic. That a oh. flag is actually meant to bring symbolize. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants any kind of infighting. Nobody wants anybody to be judging somebody because they're Protestant or Catholic. But Ireland should have its sovereignty back. For sure. Is there any like political like as far as the economy goes for the UK? Are they pulling money out, and is that why they're trying to hold on to it? Like tax reasons that they're I, getting. It was just a bad decision. Brexit was a bad decision. I mean, like. 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad decision. Like, you know, especially because the EU is, like, for example, in from the cold had a lot of British actors. Mm-hmm. And it was just made so much more complicated for them to work in Madrid, which is where it was filmed. And <laughs> because it's like, they used to not need a visa, right? You had the yeah, British yeah, passport, yeah. you, yeah. but now it's like work visa and like mm-hmm. fucking fuff around. But I mean, like, with, uh, with the UK still controlling a part of Ireland like is that one of the reasons they're hesitant because they're pulling money out of that that section uh, no I, it's just because there you know there is such a huge chunk of, I think there's actually a bigger population in northern in Northern Ireland that is Protestant or you know considered British than Irish now hmm. so um, it's not that simple actually, Sinn Féin just won the election in, in Northern Ireland for the first time, I think, ever. What is Sinn Féin? Sinn Féin is an Irish political party, meaning, um, you know, the DUP were who ran it, but they would be considered, they're very similar in, like, the things that they say and the political views as, like, people like Trump or, mm. like, you know, extremely Republican... Um, ideals. Ideals. Like, they're totally, they're openly anti-gay. Like, they're oh, awful. Geez. They're fucking awful. And they've been in power. The whole time. Oh, wow. And voted in every time. So, but it's very much like the Republican Democratic thing over here. People are voting Republican because they're Republican and not because they agree with their political views, right? So, um, they've won a lot, but the Sinn Féin just won for the first time and they are Irish, but they have descended from the Irish Republican Army. So, they're the first Uh, political wing. Interesting. The The old Uh, IRA, which is a good IRA. Um, but they are affiliated with uh, the IRA that turned into something that was a little bit more along the lines of a terrorist organization. 
Huh. Um, I, mean, I don't know the history there. I, I briefly, other than their names and yeah. that, like you said, they did some things. But if somebody's occupying where saying, my family yeah. is, yeah. you're pro. Like, well, you're I, pro IRA is what you're saying. Well, I never <laughs> said that. Rat the same I never said that. Um, um, but saying, hey, well, what you gotta say is hop the rat. Just say that. Hop the rat. Hop the rat. There you go. What's okay. that mean? Hop the rat. Hop the rat. No rat. Hop the rat. Hop the rat. Hop the rat. What does that mean? We're gonna go viral in Ireland now for all the wrong reasons. Is that bad? Oh no. Should we cut that part out? Are we gonna get filtered? It's not bad. We get a couple new listeners. One half of Northern Ireland would be very happy with you. Oh God, I really loved Ireland, and I want to come back. Go. <laughs> Please let me. I literally. Why would you go? No, I'm, he's, he's. I'm waving Dilliam Rogers. No, he's he's, he's teasing. He's saying he can never I go. Hop the rat. Now I can't go to Ireland. No, you, oh, you can definitely go to Ireland if you say hop the rat. You oh, go okay. to Republic Ireland. You'll be. You'll I'm be worried. I'm saying it wrong. Hop the rat. Hop the rat. Hop the ra. I also the part is the second part of IRA. So oh, IRA. okay. Everyone, just please know oh, I also have an Australian accent. So, um, I would like to say I loved going to Ireland. I probably sound like such a douchey um tourist, but it was always a bucket list thing. I didn't obviously get to see all of it, but I did get to go to Dublin, Galway, and Cork, and I just think it's a gorgeous country. And I literally was. I know Dublin is not everybody's favorite part of Ireland, but I will say, as a city person, I thought it was a really great city and I seriously was like I could live here like it's yeah. a very I mean I could live in any part of Ireland I think Dublin has the most like interesting action Galway was definitely a favorite just like geographically yeah Dublin's a shithole Galway's great no nah, but, but yeah but Dublin actually has like a really <laughs> interesting personality and I like sure. so many cool bars actually really good food scene um so I did get COVID and had to stay in Dublin an unexpected extra 10 days and after I quarantined and was fine didn't feel like changing my flight back mm. I got to walk around a lot of Dublin so the plan had originally to be only there for like three nights. And so I ended up staying like two whole weeks in Dublin. And honestly, every day I would get sad that I was leaving because I started like, you know, yeah. finding the local coffee shop and I would right. see people and we would wave to each other. And people in Ireland are really cool. I know that they get grumpy in the, in the rainy times, but they're really friendly people. Do, people people in Wisconsin got grumpy in the in, winter times. In Wisconsin? Oh yeah, because it's gray for like... 10 days in a row sometimes. I mean, it's kind of gray in Cold. Dublin too. Can be. It's gray all the time. Yeah, I mean, so I like was there at a eight, good time. Eight months a year sometimes. So it's just, get, like our summer is about like, we got about two weeks of sunshine back. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. We at least, we got like three to four months. Every now and again, nice. every now and again, it does get surprisingly hot. Like some of the Spanish and Italian people that live there will go to the beach and be like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm not fine. I want to bring a sun and lotion. And then they get really yeah. You actually look pretty tanned. We had a invited. Yeah, well, maybe more than before. I don't know. Do you not go? You don't go in the sun much, do you? I avoid it. Because we did. We had a pool party, and you're like, I don't want to blind you guys with my whiteness. And I was like thinking back, and I was like, oh yeah, everyone in Dublin was pretty pale, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My dad, again, the ancestry.com thing. Like he looks like Saddam Hussein. Oh really? I don't know where he came from. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> but I like my mother is a redhead and super pale, so I've got like her skin and I've got his hair and eyebrows and like mm-hmm. the, the hairiness. Um, but he looks super Italian for the most part. Though most most Irish people uh, are just pale because it's but just it's, the way it is. We yeah, really see the climate. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching a, a a great little show called Love Island from the UK. I'm watching it in real time. And uh, they've got a black guy from Dublin on the show, and I think it's the cutest thing. I love his accent. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. No, there is, the, I, Cork and Dublin and a lot of parts of Ireland have become very diversified now. Yeah, it's like, great. Very diversified because a lot of Nigerians, a lot of Polish, a lot of 
Asian, a lot of like, you know, maybe about 20 years ago moved uh, to Ireland, to Cork. When I came to Cork first, if there was a black person walking down the street, people would stare because it was wow. so rare. Like they were just like, oh, it's a black person. Like where did I watch? Oh, I've seen him on TV. Where did he come from? You know? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. It was that different like only 20 years ago. Everybody was white. But uh, now there's there's just like so many kids of the families yeah you know and i just feel like dublin is as well as becoming like a hub you know we're talking about brexit like a lot of places have moved over to ireland Mm. i know it's just a real yeah just a real interesting vibe world's getting smaller yeah i feel like check out an actor he's the son of a friend of mine called daryl mccormick he's actually doing very well for himself daryl mccormick i've never met him but i know his mother and not in, that sounds terrible. Not, not but no, nobody, not in the uh, biblical sense. Not, I never thought of that. I think that's an Irish expression. But he's a very, very handsome black actor uh, with an Irish accent, and um, you know, he's—I guess—he's the first like kind of big Irish actor who's black. Huh. And he's very talented and very cool. He's okay, let's guy. make him Bond. Done. Yeah, we should. Let's go. You'd be like, I can't yeah. do an Irish accent. I was going to say something. Hey, top of the morning to you. Pew, pew, pew. My lady. Martini fucking shaking your wanker. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, it's getting a little long in the tooth, but I'm so grateful you came on the podcast, Killian. And obviously it's amazing to be in person again, David. We bounce mm-hmm. off each other. Killian, you know, you're an actor. Mm-hmm. If there's someone that wants to get into acting, do you have any pieces of advice for them? Get into acting to be the best actor that you can be. And that's it. Don't expect success. Don't expect anything. Um, you know, you can delude yourself all you like into having self-belief. That's great. It does help. But just try to be the best that you can be because nothing else matters. You know, you can be an amazing actor and uh, never get the part and you can be terrible and get the part. So the only thing that you can focus on is how good you are. That's the way out of it. Yeah. You got to love it. Yeah, right? you got to love it. And you got to just focus on the craft. And mm. that's because... If you do deserve anything, then it is because of how hard you worked and how good you are as an actor and that's all that matters. Don't get into it because you want to be fucking famous. Mm-hmm. Don't get into it because you want to make money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you just absolutely have to love it. It should probably be the only thing you want to do because if there's anything else you want to do remotely as much or even slightly more than acting, just just go and do that. <laughs> It's like yeah. save yourself. Save mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. But if you love it's, it and you want to, you know, yeah. yeah, just get as good, be as good of an actor as you can be, and that should be the only focus. That's it's true. Solid you advice. Gotta, you'll love what you're doing. I would say that for anything. Yeah. If you don't really love it and there's something else pulling you somewhere else, you, you might want to. Okay, fine. I'll go be a chocolate eater in a factory. See? If I need to, someone's going to do it. Just eat all those extra chocolates, taste test them. I'll do it. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, I'll be Sultan. Augustus oh, yeah. Gloop. Yeah. <laughs> Body launcher in space. Oh, yeah. Someone oh, who straps naked gonna, dead bodies. It's going to be a job. Yeah. yeah. Become a cremator. company, they're going to be naked. It's if you come uh, over corpse here. Corpse Corps. And we. <laughs> corpse Corps. <laughs> Welcome to space. Your loved one will be sent into the cosmos. <laughs> now, take them naked. Optional. Yeah. She charges a premium. Uh, for yeah, clothes. yeah. That changes the whole like kilter of the <laughs> spaceship and it's it's a whole thing. Um all right. Well, we're so glad to have you. Yeah, I appreciate um, you, man. You are a blue check mock man. So if people want to connect well, with you, you don't have to connect with them, but if they want to follow you, how can they find you? It's at Killian O'Sully. And it's Killian with a C. Not Cillian O'Sully. It's Killian O'Sully. Okay. And I will put it in the show or just they- IG, Twitter. Uh, just Instagram. Just and I'm, okay. I'm shit at Instagram too. But if you have the notion, 
then uh, that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you go and watch all of his things. Um, scup. Scoop. Good luck finding it. <laughs> oh, I will find it's it. Out there I'm sure there's a DVD floating around. Yeah. Um, or there yeah, is a YouTube. There is a YouTube channel dedicated to like my the specific like gay storyline. Wow. Of me and and the my cannot my wait interests. to watch it. See, yeah, I bet you helps. I bet you helped multiple people hmm. with the I courage think, to. I think the storyline definitely up. did. People people have said that to me. That was yeah. actually very rewarding. See, and that's yeah. huge. I bet yeah. as an actor. The best place to go out for a night out in Belfast was a gay nightclub called The Kremlin. And um, I definitely had, I actually had a guy, I did an interview for BBC years ago and I had a guy, I spoke with us, who was very similar to the character that I played in like body language, how he sounded. He played the same sport that that he played to, to be the jack or whatever. And what is the sport? Was, it's called Gaelic football. Yeah, I heard of it. Oh, yeah. People out there are smart. They can Google it. It's yeah. different. Um, but uh, also known as GAA. But this guy walked up to me and said, uh, hey, hey, man, I'm, I'm gay and I play GAA. Just wanted to say I like Connor on the show. Cheers, man. Just walked Aww. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That That's cute. Cool. Yeah. I enjoy that. Well, everybody go find Killian's amazing Irish debut. Oh, that wasn't his debut. The other one was. Um, oh, no, do oh, don't. You know, live your life. <laughs> but now we must uh, give a shout out to someone in the cast or crew. Oh. I'm going first. Oh, I'm going first. Better not steal mine. I think it might be. Well, we'll see. I was going to go with Gareth Milne. Was it the same guy? Fucked. Yeah, the stunt coordinator. That I mine. okay, good. Well, he played the dead body, the dad, <laughs> the stunt coordinator, and obviously there were some stunts in this because people were falling over. Uncle Alfie had to get dropped on the toilet. I'm sure they had to consult on that. And then two people climbed on the roof. Uncle Alfie, when he accidentally took some of the drugs as well, because that was the twist. We've got to say, oh, not the twist, but. Um, Uncle Alfie gets put to bed and he was so excited, but don't worry, I gave him some Valium and I found on the floor and then it's kind He's of a naked on yeah, the roof. which is what, uh, Alan Tudyk's character does as well. Okay. So that's who I had. Killian, who did you have? To- oh, so Wait, what's that person's name? Uh, it was, oh, Gareth Milne. So Gareth, Gareth we see you we and we appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Who did you have Killian? I mean, do, you know, I'm, I think I want to be kind of like a basic bitch here, but that's my right. like basic it's, it's, it up. it's the director. Yeah. You know, because like, Yoda. Yeah, but like when I was re-watching it there, like for us to talk about it, I was just so astounded at how well made the film is mm. and how they allow the jokes to happen and how they don't beat you over the head. I felt appreciated as an audience yeah. member. And it was I like the film just like, you know, didn't assume that I was stupid. Mm. And I can't remember the last time that I actually saw a film like that. I know they're out there. There's plenty of them out there, but yeah. I just don't feel like I just watched Doctor Strange in the Universe of Madness. I haven't seen it. That beats you over the head with absolutely every joke, every piece sure. of information. And a lot of films do that. And I'm mm-hmm. not complaining about that. Love plenty of films like that. I just think that Deathly Funeral is a very well cast, very well shot, um, very well paced film. And, you know, Great. obviously the director had a lot to do with that. Yeah. So who directed it again? Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Frank we see Oz, you and we, we appreciate you. Yeah. Frank Oz. See you and appreciate Appreciate does. Oh, good. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even know what he was trying to do. I was do. just trying to do the cadence. Yeah. I wasn't going oh, yeah, for right, the right. voice. But no, uh-huh. I love that you went there. I love that you went there. <laughs> Act. Act. <laughs> All right, who have you got, David? My turn it is. That was oh, really I see, that was I, told you, I knew I could do it. Commit. I, just, I was trying so to then go commit. Hey, listen, 
I'm over here talking, talking about Yoda, <laughs> Doctor Stranges, all them things. Okay. So I went directing was great, right? Um, a big part of that too, cutting this film, the editor, mm-hmm. Beverly Mills. We talked about each character had kind of their own universe where things were happening to them. And I think the way this movie was cut yeah, really helped with that, putting you in that mind frame, going from each different character and some of the, the shitty things that were happening to them and the funny things. So Beverly Mills, she's got... 39 credits as an editor. Last one was in 2019. And uh, yeah, she uh, she did a great job with this. Yeah, so Beverly. Beverly. Yeah. See you and we appreciate See you. See you and appreciate you, girl. Okay, now we need to decide if this film has aged like milk. Since you're out, no, we want to make the guest go first. David, your turn. You went last <clears throat> last time. <clears throat> yes. So I think this movie aged... Probably perfectly. Okay. All right. From what they were trying to go for, I feel like they bottled that milk day one after it was done, put it aside, and we're like, let's see what happens. Come me drinking it today, because I watched it today. I was geeking out the whole time, feeling a bunch of different emotions. Acting was great. Right. So I think it didn't age at all. Um, this movie definitely held up. I really like the 2010 version too. Mm, I have to um, check it I, out. I kind of, I'm going to rewatch that. I think this weekend just to see the differences and see if that held up as well. I think it's going to because they're similar, but, um, this is just a feel good movie and it, it felt good. Like it was like a legit family. Right. Like families that I know, families that I'm a part of, and all the different characters within and how they react when when it's like something sad, something, you know, joyful, wedding, funeral, whatever, and all those different um, characters in one spot. So, yeah, I, I really like this movie. Nice. Killian, what do you think? Yeah, I think it, it, I think they took that milk and they churned it into a cheddar. Mm. And it has aged into the finest of mature cheddar. Wow. Never made a no, no, they have not, I don't okay, think. Well, I think it is, not only has it aged well, I actually just think, do you know, this is kind of a weird comparison to make, but like you watch the newest Matrix film and you watch the old Matrix film, the fight scenes in the older Matrixes are actually better, right? Mm. And I think that some things get lost, right? Hot take, hot take. Some things get lost sometimes. And um, I think the pacing of cinema and things like that, and people are so worried about not hitting some kind of formula that, you know, with all the Marvel franchises and all that kind of stuff, not trying to shit on Marvel franchises. He's like, please cast me in a Marvel film. Actually, I will. Yeah, no, I would do that. No, I'm genuinely not. I enjoy Marvel films and I'm not one of those snoots that's trying to say like, oh, cinema today is so much worse. You know, it's not. Mm, It's just different. There are things that I really appreciate about that film that I don't think are really floating around too much today. Mm. The pacing, like I've already said. and, And just like, you know, there's so much about it that I just feel has kind of been lost in the majority of films hmm. and hmm. it wasn't even that big um, of a success and it's not that well known and I just kind of I well really hopefully people will go and revisit it now Absolutely. that they've seen it on yeah. the pond yeah yeah Okay, cool. All right. Well, I think this milk is still pretty fresh, but I would say it's in a date. It's a slightly dated. I was rewatching this. A couple of things that jumped out at me, of course, like 
It's 2007. So like nobody's on their cell phone, you know, the technology thing just definitely puts this at a time before present day. So it's not like it's completely ageless, you know, but I will say, yeah, it's very hilarious. Great family dynamics, great acting, great directing, great editing, like just so many things to love about this. And I love a contained set, you know, it's really, you have to get really inventive when you're just in, you know, one spot, but think it's a little dated if I'm being completely honest, but not in a bad way. Not like it's still good and you should still drink it, but it comes in a cotton that you're like, when? Well, oh, oh, it's still good. Okay, good. And that's that friends. Well, Killian, again, thank you so much. We will have you back in the future and we'll have to investigate some more Irish films and, and, and pull him in for the expert opinion. Yeah. Or Final Destination, Destination, which is a scary, scary fucking movie that made me feel like I was going to get my head chopped off by an elevator for a very long time. Yeah. I had some serious panics. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't drive behind Uh, um, logs, trucks with logs. Yeah. I'm not a scary movie person. And that was fucking gruesome. And I watched it as a young teen. Um, Or Michael Collins. Sorry. Michael Paul, is that another film? film oh, I don't know that one. I don't know. I, don't I want more people to see that film. Okay. I'd like to watch that Shout actually. Out. I like political films. By the way, it's just a great film. Liam Neeson. Okay. Oh, love Liam. Okay. Great guy. He's got a very particular set of skills. <laughs> And he does in this film too. Okay, great. Murder in the English, the fucking bastards that invaded that country. Oh. Sorry, just finishing. He's not bitter movie. about the Irish history. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I did notice that in Ireland when I was there. That was like everything was like do do do, like a guy playing a pan flute. And he's like ah, the Irish. We have been that through it. You sent me is so true about that traditional I, gay. I'm yeah. To talk about because people don't know what video I'm talking about, but it's just I'm there's a guy. On, there's an, said, you're not the only country too that the, the English fucked um, up. Fucked up. They did that too. Yeah. Or was like sitting with their. I know, know but the Irish. The Irish. Neck. My hot take. Love you, Ireland. Was that the Irish were kind of like a little bit like ah whatever you know like off to the pub you know like all this shit happened and it's a fucking you know brush it off guys like that was the attitude in the at least in the historical stuff but yeah i sent i sent killian these videos these like irish songs that are just like so fucking depressing it's like there once was a country you know and then it just goes into this like tail we're like oh god it's been really rough guys yeah. you're right literally every single almost every one of our songs is about a woman that died uh-huh or the british being awful and how we bet the head off them and, and kick them out of our country um but you know to be fair <laughs> two big there, themes there is a bigger thing and it's kind of what i'm doing right now with the whole fuck the english thing and all those comments is there's a much bigger kind of banter behind uh, the anti-English stuff in Ireland now than yeah. there is, but like of actual dislike of even the Queen herself. Like she had nothing to do with anything that went yeah. down. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's more, more of like, like a joke. My mates and stuff. I have uh, you know too many English friends now. And, um, you know, there's always something I'll say about the pillaging or whatever. And it's like a good joke. Else. Yeah, it's just a joke now. Nobody's alive anymore that did anything. Um, it's just kind of become part of Irish culture to, to shit say on them. Yeah. yeah, I was. That's why I asked when you were talking about watching the film or the game because Scott and I were in Ireland this year for the World Cup, and it was uh, I think it was Ireland versus England, oh, yeah. and it was intense. Holy shit, people were freaking out, and uh, that's. Possibly how I got COVID. I was out at a bar and this guy was like, I own bars in London. I was waiting for Scott in the bathroom. And then, because I tested positive and he had no symptoms. And I think it was like a day later he tested positive or something. I don't know how it went down. But like, yeah, 
I was like, oh yeah, I was definitely this fucking English guy like talking in my face when they were like fighting. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on, Ireland, beat them, beat that fucking guy. But anyway, we're getting along the tooth. Killian, thanks again. Thanks so much for coming. We'll have you again. David, for now, that's it. You should go ahead and check your fridge. Make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.